Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. Today, we're sticking once again with Rumi. I love this quote. This is very inspirational. And today's short Shot of Philosophy is, By God, don't linger in any spiritual benefit you have gained, but yearn for more, like one suffering from illness whose thirst for water is never quenched. I love this idea. Right? This reminds me immediately of Epictetus telling his students to set themselves on a program of spiritual development and just keep moving in that direction. Right? The idea also, uh, you know, immediately connects for me to Albert Camus, the myth of Sisyphus, right? As long as we're alive, for Camus and his interpretation of that myth, we're pushing the rock, right? We have to make the meaning. We have to be able to see that we have some type of power, at least, to make life meaningful. And I think this is a great way to do it. Right? I'm also reminded of the Stoic virtues. We can always be more courageous, more disciplined and balanced. We could always be wiser. We could always be more just. Right? We could always strive for these things. And these shouldn't make us, you know, let's say overall, these things should be positive. Right? We should strive for these things and we have to learn how to strive. He uses the word yearn, right? To want, to desire. We have to learn how to do these things in a way that's healthy and positive. Right. So the idea isn't necessarily to say I'm wanting because I see myself as lacking. I don't think that's what Rumi was you know, encouraging with these lines. I think what he was encouraging is a lack of lingering simply means set your gaze ahead. Keep, keep yourself moving forward. Keep yourself growing in virtue. Right? He's talking about spiritual benefit. It's a very significant idea. What practices could you adopt? What perspectives could you consider that can keep you growing? Right? This for me is like a daily, this could be a really good like daily motivational, philosophical, spiritual sort of thing you pose to yourself or a prompt, right? Because we could also consider, well, what are the spiritual benefits that I've gained? And we could be grateful for those. Wow, I really got more courageous because of that person or because of that thing that happened to me. Wow, I really didn't lose my temper when I was getting impatient the other day. So we can cultivate confidence and awareness and gratitude for the spiritual benefits we've already gained. Right? And then we can encourage ourselves, as he's, you know, as he's doing with his first line, to not stay there, to not linger there and stare at that for too long. But instead to, once again, turn our gaze towards creating new spiritual goals. And then taking joy in that process instead of making it too much pressure. Right? So it's a really wonderful idea. So we could set ourselves, as Epictetus said with the students, right? set ourselves on these sort of paths, let's say, where we could prevent ourselves from lingering, and instead we can allow ourselves to feel that yearning and interpret it as something positive. Right? The idea, too, of how do we situate ourselves or relate to desire, right? and are our desires spiritual desires? Are they only material? How do we relate to that? Right? Again, material desires, I think, are important. They're a part of life, yes. But they have to be in the proper order. Right? They have to be ordered properly in regards to other priorities. And I think for Rumi, among many other philosophers right, um, and religious thinkers, we could say too, and artists even, I think, we want to say that the spiritual benefits, right? the Stoics firm, firmly believe in this. Right? Marcus really is saying, Wherever life is possible, a good life is possible. He's meaning a virtuous life, a life where we're courageous, where we try to tell the truth, where we're fair to others. 
right, where we're disciplined and we're trying to create balance in our lives, that's always possible because that's an internal conversation is what Marcus was trying to encourage himself to live, I think, and to feel and to think and believe. So this idea here is maybe presenting us a whole new question, right? What spiritual benefits can I work on today? Sort of like who can I become today? And we make sure we think of that maybe in a mind, body, and in this case, of course, a spiritual way. So that's a great question, right? That could and should, I think, excite us. Like, okay, damn, today I have an opportunity. I really want to work on these things that I've been yearning for, these spiritual things, my patience, my confidence, my ability to control, to use the word we used yesterday, my passions, right? Those negative emotions. These can become engaging challenges, and it's okay to want to develop. We can calmly address that. Rumi's telling us to do that. I think even in the wanting and the yearning that he's describing, especially if it's spiritual, right? We have to want to want. And by that, I mean, we want to create a relationship with ourselves where we feel motivated by something positive. That gives life meaning as long as we walk towards it like metaphorically walk, or maybe even potentially positively walk. I think walking is a great practice, just saying. It's good for physical, mental, and spiritual health. Thich Nhat Hanh has a great book called How to Walk. You can go for a walk and think about these things. You can go for a walk and meditate. You can go for a walk with important questions in life. Think about them. Create a practice around that. Right? So we have to establish within ourselves a positive relationship to desire by desiring the right things in the right ways. So to desire spiritual benefit, I think, is a super good idea, right? Even adding spiritual considerations onto worldly or material things, right? It's like, all right, I'm going to the gym today. I want to get in better shape physically. All right, great. Well, what else am I doing in there that's spiritual? There's a lot of great answers there. You're being more disciplined, right? I think working out is one of the, I think, you know, most applicable, let's say, in terms of the mind-body-soul connection, right? It's one of the most applicable to how all those things connect. You have to think about what you want to do in the gym. You have to think about what you did the day before, what you might do the day after. Right? I suggest, once again, writing your workouts down. Then you have to obviously go lift the weights, do the run, whatever. That's physical. The spiritual benefits, when you challenge yourself especially, the spiritual benefits of showing up frequently to do this good thing, the spiritual benefits of talking to yourself Again, maybe out loud, maybe in your head. You could be saying mantras while you're working out. You can reward yourself afterwards by taking a moment to say, good job, you did something good for yourself. Right? When you push beyond your limit, you're talking to yourself in a specific way. You're encouraging yourself, right? That word encourage is cool. The word courage is right there. So taking advantage of whatever we do in the material world by adding this conversation of, who am I becoming spiritually? What virtue am I cultivating? So again, with working out, it might be courage. You push yourself, right? To try something new. It might be patience, right? Your body isn't changing the way you'd like it to. But instead of being angry and rude and disrespectful to yourself, you learn to talk to yourself in a new way. You learn to talk to yourself patiently, right? This is all connecting to self-love, right? It's not about the result. It's about the way you talk to yourself while you're doing the thing. That's the best way to cultivate self-love because results come and go. They're very quick, right? You lose the 10 pounds, all right? Well, the next day you got to figure out a new goal. That's why Rumi is saying stay hungry and make peace with that hunger. Let it drive you towards many aims.
I'm adding that second part because here's just talking about spiritual, right? But the spiritual makes the material way more meaningful. It's not about the money. It's about what you can do with the money. It's about what you're doing to get the money. Right? What can all these things bring into your life? Again, these things meaning working out to create a certain physique or a certain performance with your physique, right? Getting a new job to earn more money, right? Don't let those be hollow. Make them as full as possible. So when we're talking about spiritual benefits, these are conversations we could have with ourselves. Why do I want these things in my life among others in a spiritual sense? And we think about the spirit, I think, you know, with our thoughts, our beliefs, the way we value the things we do, why we value them, our emotions, I think, could be a part of this conversation, the way we judge things, right? And of course, our virtues. So we may, we may be focused on the four stoic, right? Courage, balance slash discipline, wisdom, and justice. We focus on them within ourselves and the world. And I think we could also put ourselves in a position where we can think about, as Rumi is really profoundly and frequently in this book, how that can help us love ourselves and help us love others and be loved by others. So think about the spiritual benefits. Maybe think of some spiritual benefits specifically you want to pursue today. Start writing, start thinking, start talking about them and get after it. Hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.